everyone. Welcome to This Can't Be Real, the podcast where we discuss the craziest stories we've come across. I'm Jackie, and this is my co-host, Tess. Hey, guys. Welcome to this week's episode. We are so happy to have you here. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, hope you have enjoyed the other episodes so far. I know that I am loving all the research and finding the stories for our episodes. Like, truly, it's so much fun. The rabbit holes that we can go down, it's amazing. And so this week, our rabbit hole that I got sucked into is about parenting and parenting fails was the initial part of it. And then it's kind of expanded and just to like parenting wins, mainly parenting fails, <laughs> just parenting in general. <laughs> and this is coming from the fact that I am starting my parenting journey with my daughter. And so all sorts of different parenting, Google searching has been happening. But of course, we get some great, great parenting stories that I've come across my desk. Oh yeah, there's no shortage of parenting fails out there. And we're not even just talking personally <laughs> from our own parents. Oh yeah, we've all we've all witnessed parenting fails up close and personal. I think, and I mean, this isn't really a parenting fail. I always thought it was as a kid growing up. Um, when I found a picture of me as a baby, I think I was like four months old, and I was sleeping in a dresser drawer. My parents had flown up to Canada for a family reunion. And they didn't have a crib or a playpen. And mind you, this was 30 years ago. So they didn't have the fancy pack and plays and the bassinets and everything that we have now. So what did my mom do? Emptied a dresser drawer in the guest room, pulled it out and put it on the floor and just lined it with pillows and blankets. And that's where I slept for the week that we were up in Canada. Hey, I mean, that works. <laughs> it works. I can look at it now and be like, hey, that was actually pretty creative. In my eight-year-old brain, when I found that picture, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so abusive. <laughs> I thought it was so funny and so terrible that she would let me sleep in a drawer. And she goes, it's not like we shut the drawer in the dresser. Your older brothers just tried to put you in it like twice. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks for not letting my brothers lock me in the dresser. Babe, she's being loud. Can you shut the dresser? <laughs> They're old, right? They have good airflow in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe just, just crack it a little bit. So yeah, that started our stories. And I think Jackie, you said you have a great one to start off with. I do. This one definitely caught my attention. Title is mom puts non-alcoholic vodka in children's lunchboxes. First off, I didn't even know they made non-alcoholic vodka. Yeah, they do make non-alcoholic liquor. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of my friends gave up drinking for a while. And in doing that, she found non-alcoholic liquors that work just well. So she can make mocktails and everything. Hey, props to her. I do Sober October every year, and if I knew that non-alcoholic liquor was a thing, it would make it so much easier. <laughs> My husband does Sober October, and at first I joined in, but then 2020 hit, and I was just like, no, no, I, I need alcohol this year. So I just do semi-Sober October. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, back to this. The woman has been slammed online for appearing to give her children 0% vodka to take to school with them after she uploaded photographs to social media, which showed the cans alongside regular lunchbox staples such as yogurt and sliced apples. She wrote on the post, perfect addition to school lunches too. Is it though? I mean, it is 0% alcohol. However, you're giving your child a pseudo vodka? Yeah. Did it say how old the child was? No. She did receive a lot of backlash for it. The post was then shared on Twitter by outraged parents who claimed the woman was being quote-unquote irresponsible despite the drinks being alcohol-free. 
One user wrote, wow, putting a non-alcoholic drink in a lunchbox, how irresponsible. While another commented, please tell me this is a joke and a really shitty one. Yeah, I mean, reminder to the listeners, I'm from Utah. I'm used to people being very staunch and strict about alcohol. We have what's called the Zion Curtain in our restaurants. That's what we call it, at least, where they want alcohol blocked from the view of underage guests because they don't want it to be appealing or attractive to the youth and things like that. So I get it. But also at the same time, I really hope she didn't actually send it with her kids. At first, I thought this was funny. But then thinking back, I was like, yeah, that's probably not good. A lot of this, I mean, I feel like also does with parenting in general or just in like, what are you teaching your kids about this? <laughs> yeah. First reading the story, I'm just like, ooh, I, you know, I don't know. Don't think this is a good idea. But the mother has since responded to her critics and insisted her children were never actually sent to school with the cans as she claims it was, quote, just a joke. She likes to have with the clients of her Pilates clinic. She told the Daily Mail Australia, I can't control other people's sense of humor. We probably don't parent the same, have the same friends, or share similar political views. But that's okay, isn't it? I hope their concern didn't keep them up all night. They have kids to raise, after all. (laughs) I like her response, though. I mean, she did say that she did send it. It was just her trying to be funny, get some social media attention, which, hey, she got It may not have been fully positive attention and people thinking it was hilarious, but hey. (laughs) I like her little clap back at them. I applaud her for that. Oh, yeah. She also clarified the cans had only, quote, momentarily been in the lunchboxes so she could take the picture before taking them straight out again. Gotcha. Calm down, people. Sometimes people like to play jokes and take pictures. (laughs) I'm sure if she actually sent the vodka to school, the school would have called her and reprimanded her for it oh and dcfs would have been called right away oh yeah sorry department of children and family services out here cps child protective services whatever you have in your area but that just reminds me of when i was browsing stories that a mother did post and hers was purely accident that she accidentally put a shock top beer in her child's lunch bag (laughs) thinking that it was a v8 fusion in her defense and to be fair The shock top can was one of those specialized, I don't remember the flavor and it doesn't say on this article, it's the green can that looks like it could be a can of juice, especially V8 juice because their cans are green for the V8 fusions. And she was very, very apologetic about it. (laughs) So at least there's that. And hers was an accident. I get parenting accidents happen. Yeah, I'm not a wheat beer fan or a shock top fan, but I'm wondering if it was a seasonal beer. It could have been. I'm trying to remember what flavor it is. I think it's their apple one. But either way, she just made a simple mistake of grabbing something, which, heck, I've done that just trying to grab stuff out of my fridge and be rushed in the morning because I'm running late. I can't even imagine doing it with a kiddo. Yeah, no. I heard a story a while back where a parent accidentally put a four loco in their kid's lunch. Oh, no. Oof. Those, those are no joke. No. I've had four loco and never again, never again. I had four loco once, and it was one of my very first times drinking, and we did four loco Jaeger bombs. What? Yeah. We used four loco as the mixer with our Jaeger bombs, because usually Jaeger bombs is like Red Bull and Jaeger. Mm-hmm. No, we decided to use four loco. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, and so speaking of lunchboxes and parent fails, and I don't know if this is a fail, 
kind of yes and no. So I was talking to my husband about this topic that we were bringing up, and he told me about one of his coworkers who he worked the graveyard shift with because my husband works for snow. He does snow plowing. And so usually it's like a 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. type shift unless the snow's a little bit heavier and they got to stay out. And his coworker apparently got home. His wife left for work and then he was there trying to get the kids up, get them ready for school, was packing all their lunches and everything. And then his sister comes and picks up the kids so he can go to bed. That's nice. The kids go to school. Well... His coworker then proceeds to get a phone call one day that there was a gun found in his second grader's lunchbox. Mind you guys, I live in a small country town where guns are completely normal. This coworker in specific know him. He is very intelligent when it comes to gun safety and firearm safety. His kids are always been raised and taught about guns being safe. The gun was not loaded. There was no bullet in the chamber. There was no magazine in it. Well, that's good. He was just in a tired haze trying to pack up his kid's lunch and accidentally put his gun in his kid's lunch. So he'd been up since like probably, what, 3 p.m. the following day? And it was now probably between 6 and 7 the next morning? Oh, yeah. I think he would wake up around 2 p.m. in the afternoon right before the kids got off school so he could be there to get them off the bus and everything or pick them up or however they picked them up and then spend time with them until his wife got off work until he had to go to work. But yeah, so he was just tired. He was exhausted. Simple mistake. No harm, no foul. But of course, being a small country town, the cute little second grader just took it over to his teacher and said, I need you to call my daddy. He left something in my lunchbox. (laughs) They didn't panic. They didn't freak out. They knew it was a simple accident. He was super apologetic. (laughs) He was just trying to send the message that you don't fuck with his son. I mean, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Or he was just deliriously exhausted and whoopsie daisy (laughs) bad gas travels fast in a small town what was that i've never heard that bad gas travels fast in a small town that must be a new uh i almost said new orleans i have no clue that is letter kenny you have watched those seasons twice in a row now back to back might do it again (laughs) you have watched all of it back to back in the last like month i have not watched it recently (laughs) Oh, we are obsessed with that show, Tess. All we do is quote that show around this house. Oh, I love it. Well, stemming off of that, I have my fun main story. So my article, speaking of dads messing up a little bit, it says my dad named me after his mistress. So mom wouldn't suspect cheating if he slipped up. And the subheading says a woman has gone viral on social media after sharing the wild story behind how her parents chose her name. And it turns out Her dad had a very, very sneaky reason for picking it. Bold move. Oh, yeah. So the story reads, and I found this on many different news outlets, and more so a little bit, yes, of the paparazzi-type ones, or the Daily Mail, and the Sun, and the Mirror, but there were dozens. Guys, if you just Google search it, you could find it. So it says, when it comes to baby names, some were were picked based on tradition, while others were chosen at completely random. Others were given name for much more unfortunate reasons. A woman from Kentucky, USA, has recently taken to TikTok to share the unusual story behind her name, and she has gone viral as a result. The social media user called Christina explained how her parents made the deal before she was born. If they had a boy, her mother was planning to name the child after her father, but if it was a girl, her dad would pick the name. Lo and behold, when the baby arrived via C-section, it was a girl. 
and while her mother was still pretty out of it following the surgery, her dad selected a name and filled out the necessary paperwork. When her mother came around, she had a daughter named Christina. For a few months, she claimed they liked the name, but then the mother found out the truth about the inspiration behind it. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. It turns out her dad had been having an affair, and he sneakily decided to name the baby after his mistress. So that way, if he slipped up and accidentally said her name, everyone would think he was just talking about his daughter. In a video shared under the username Keeping It Christina, she explained, So I feel like most people who are named after somebody have a cute story behind, behind it, or they're named after somebody really special. That's not the case for me. Skip forward to the day that I was born, my mom wound up having to have a C-section because my big ass head wouldn't fit through the birth canal. She was super drugged up after that and my dad filled out all the paperwork and at last he chose to name me Christina. When my mom came to, I guess she didn't really hate the name so she just kind of went with it. And you know, everything was fine for a few months until my mom found out that my dad was cheating on her and guess what the woman's name was? Christina. And, I mean, how was a child supposed to feel about that? Right? And I mean, and she is... I would say she's at least in her mid-twenties in the video. I did watch the TikTok video. And it says hundreds of thousands of people have since watched the video with thousands liking and sharing their thoughts on the concerns. Many were shocked by her story saying, wow, just wow, so that's pretty selfish. Another one wrote, wow, that's rough. A third asked if she was going to be changing her name. Someone else admitted though, my dad named me after a girl he had a crush on in middle school. When my mom found out, she stabbed him with a fork. As you do. A different user added that her name was inspired by a story her father had heard on the radio about a woman named Leanne who had been murdered. Okay. So at least she's not alone in some of the terrible reasons why they were named what they were. But I can't even imagine finding out that you were named after your father's mistress. I mean, did he think that him and his mistress were going to last forever? And if so... Why not divorce the wife and marry the mistress? Also, instead of cheating, why not divorce your wife and then go do whatever the hell you want after that? Don't need to ruin everybody's life for your good time. I'm just saying. It is just, oof. Like, I remember the news and the uproar that kind of happened when people were naming their, I don't remember what celebrity, what celebrity named their kid Apple? Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Apple, and then there's like Northwest from is that isn't that Kanye? Uh, that's uh that is good old Kimye who are now divorced. <laughs> so you know, like I remember even that, but this is just so much worse being named after a mistress. And yeah, when do you find out? Definitely too late. The mother obviously found out a couple months after their daughter was born. When did they tell her daughter? I wonder if the mom had maybe just told her daughter when she was older. Yeah, I feel like that one is a true hands-down parenting fail. There is no way around that. Oh, yeah. That is the dad just being a piece of shit and having everyone else suffer because of his selfishness. Just my opinion. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. So, I mean, yeah, now this mom has to know that her kid is named after the mistress and now has to live with it and refer to her name all the time. Unless maybe they have a different name for her. But I will say changing your name is, I mean, you're not just changing your name. You have to basically change your credit card, your ID, your any bills that you have, any utilities. It's a lot of work. Just go by your middle name at that point. Yeah, drop that first name. <laughs> drop that first name. Which, and I'm trying to find the article. I had one. Speaking of naming fails, there was a gentleman 
who spoke about how his legal birth name was Daddy. Ew. Just ew. Why? 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 That's almost creepy. That is. I also never understand women who call their boyfriend's husbands whoever daddy. Just not, I mean, live your life. That's just not something I'm into or I understand. (laughs) To each their own. Yes. This article then led me to the rabbit hole of other parenting fails, where I think this is a really good topic of discussion. Actually, this headline says, My daughter saw me with my lover. She thinks I'm cheating, but we have an open marriage. Ooh. The subheading says, A man asked for some advice after his teenage daughter, who I confirm is 19, caught him with his lover and told his wife he was cheating, and the mom was too embarrassed to admit they have an open marriage. (sighs) I mean, she's an adult. She's 19. I think it's time that they just sit her down and have that talk. Yeah. So the article says... What works for one couple might not work for another. One husband has recently shared how he and his wife have had an open relationship for the last 10 years, and it's been great with them, with both seeing other people. However, the couple's three children are said to know nothing about the situation. So when their eldest daughter spotted her dad in an intimate embrace with his lover, it's fair to say she was incredibly upset. She immediately went to her mother and confided in her that her dad was having an affair. The mom was too embarrassed to admit the truth about their open marriage, so decided to go along with the cheating idea. So I'm sorry, this is even more on the mother's point. I know we're not even through the article the whole way. Yeah. But holy hell. (laughs) Understandably, the husband is very upset about the whole thing and wants to tell the family the truth about his relationship. I think he should. Unsure of what to do next, the man turned to advice column, asking Slate.com Karen Feeding for help with the situation. He wrote, My wife and I have been married for 22 years and have had an open marriage for the past 10. Recently, our 19-year-old daughter was somewhere I wasn't expecting her, and then in quotations, in a different city from where we live, and saw me with the woman I have been sleeping with for the past 18 months. We were in an intimate embrace and she correctly inferred our relationship, but did not make her presence known to me. However, she confided in her mother. My wife told me our daughter saw us and now thinks I'm having an affair. I asked my wife if she set the record straight about our open relationship and the fact that she was actually with her lover at the same time I was with mine. She said she doesn't feel comfortable with our children knowing we have an open marriage. But she's comfortable with their kids hating their father? I mean... <laughs> right? Ugh. The man went on to say that he feels frustrated and angry and betrayed. He added... The open marriage was something my wife and I agreed on together. I get a feeling a little uncomfortable about admitting something so intimate to our children, but I think that the alternative, them thinking that I am a cheater who is cheating on their mother, is so much worse. Yep, I agree. I would just say, you know what? I'm going to tell them, whether you like it or not, since you thought it was okay to turn our children against me. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I am so... I have many friends. I have many friends that are in the polyamorous lifestyle, that they are in open relationships, that they see other people with or without their partner under the understanding that it's okay. I have friends that are couples that have children in this lifestyle. You have to talk with your kids about it though. Just like you would talk with your kids if they have a disability or in the LGBTQ, I don't, sorry, this gets me going a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's fine to keep it under wraps, but once one of your kids finds out, it's time to talk to them and let them know what's going on because the oldest sister found out she immediately ran to the mom 
No doubt she told her other siblings about it. Cat's out of the bag. Oh, absolutely. Just grow up and have the discussion. Right? The article goes on to say, My wife says I should have been more careful and that it will blow over. I disagree, and I want to tell all three of our children immediately. No, it's not going to blow over. I can almost guarantee it. Because your kids are going to resent you in some form, and it's eventually, I can only assume it's going to start affecting the marriage. Oh, yeah. Well, the, apparently the wife said, She has told me she'd rather put an end to the arrangement than tell them. I told her we could do both. He adds that he's considering talking to his children anyway, against the wife's wishes, as he'd rather that they see him as a sexual being than a cheater. I mean, they're adults. Well, at least one of the kids is an adult. Even then, guys, like, I don't know. This... <laughs> just talk to the kids. Just have a conversation with them. Like, the fact... I mean, and honestly... I guess props to them for being able to keep it under wraps for 10 years from your three children. But yeah, and I mean, for her to say you should have been more careful, he wasn't in their house. He wasn't even in their town. Oh, yeah. And if you're going to be gallivanting with your person of interest, most likely out in public, who are you to tell him to be more careful? Just because it, it could have easily been her that got caught. Oh, absolutely. It's just oh, it's such a messy one, guys. And I like... It would be so much funnier if the kids knew and maybe the kid forgot or whatever. But I just hate that now it's trying to be some whole secret thing. It's not a secret anymore, people. No, no, it is not. Especially when you took to the internet and an advice column. Yeah, hopefully he used an alias, but... Either way, though, I mean, if, if I stumbled across that story, I'd be like, huh, this is my dad. Or, huh, this is my friend's dad. Let me tell her. Because we all know that teenagers are so much more tech-savvy than the adults nowadays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times, kids will be more understanding. It may take them a little while to come around to it, but I think they'll be a lot more open to that than open to the fact that dad is a cheater. Oh, yeah. I've never been in that situation. Ugh. I can only just kind of say how I would feel, but just talk. Are you talking about from the kid's perspective or from the parents? Oh, from both. I've never been. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the kids would rather you be in an open relationship than one of you cheating. Because, y'all, sex is normal. I know that's completely off topic from what we're talking about. It is. And having open, honest conversations about preferences, especially open relationships or polyamorous relationships, there's nothing wrong with it. You just need to have a conversation. <laughs> you need to educate and know. Like I said, just like you would educate your child if they were in an, if you were in an LGBTQ population. Yep. Right? Explaining to them, you have two moms or you have two dads, whereas other kids have one mom and one dad or just mo one mom or just one dad or live with grandparents. Like, just be smart about stuff, y'all. <laughs> That's just where I'm at with it. Yep. Trust that your kids will be able to understand and know that they will still love you no matter what. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably the most serious story that I have in regards to parenting for today. Yeah, I try to keep my stories on a little bit of a lighter note, so... Which one do you have next? I'm going to do a, a Karen story. Ooh, we always gotta love the Karens. They're always out there, always somewhere. This story is titled, The Meme Lords Will Know About It. Interesting title. <laughs> I mean, kind of a silly title, but please go on. I didn't choose the title, guys. The story says... My mother ranting to any and all that she was going to get the brand new Walmart Supercenter in our town shut down because a cashier closed her register as we were walking up. 
apparently she could do this because she, quote, knew people on the internet. It was 1998. They said 14-year-old me was mortified. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I would be too. That was just a quick story. Oh, I love, I mean, this just brings up the parents, the empty threats from parents. Some of those behaviors where you're like, oh, geez, oh, geez, please don't, please don't. Can I just turn invisible? Yeah, and nowadays, because this was back in 98, you didn't have phones. If you wanted to take a video camera with you, you had to take this big old hulking video camera. People clearly would know you're videotaping them. Nowadays, you can just pull out your phone, pretend like you're texting someone, but really you're recording. There are so many videos of these Karens, Karen types out there. Oof. Oh, yeah. I... Oh, I couldn't imagine if my mom did that. And having a Karen as a mother. Oh, that poor child. (laughs) I mean, and I'm sure we've all done it ourselves. We've all seen our mothers have a Karen moment or a Chad or a Kevin moment, whatever name you put to the male version of a Karen. Is it a Ken? I've heard Chad. I've heard Ken. Oh, yeah. I've heard Kevin. Kyle. Kyle's. Who knows? Either way. (laughs) Either way, we've all had those moments, but oh my hell, I just, I just can't. I can't imagine. I love it when people, like, they go into a restaurant or a store and they're like, oh yeah, well, I know the owner. It's like, so do the people working there. What's your point? You're going to be that person that complains about everything? Right. Oh, there's just... Just argues and, ugh, has everything upset about it? Just throws these major temper tantrums because they think they're going to get their way. Ugh, I can't stand those people. Okay, and I'm, I am slipping a little bit, guys, into my therapist role. It's hard for me to not go there. You have to realize, if you're questioning why your kids act certain ways, like being demanding or rude or disrespectful, check in with yourselves. <laughs> because they learn from watching you, right? So if you decide to make a scene, <laughs> if you're going to be a parent that's going to make a scene or lie and manipulate... Or name you after your mistress, you may want to check on that. Do a little self-reflection, people. Just take a moment to yourselves. There was a story, just as off-topic, kind of. Not a parenting fail. But a lady had gone into a store with coupons, and the coupons wouldn't ring up. And she was screaming at the associate, who was just standing there like, "There's, I, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. You can't use these coupons. So she calls the manager over. Manager says the same thing. These coupons aren't valid. I'm sorry. We don't know where you got them from. Her response is, I printed them off the internet. <laughs> okay. That unless you get them from the store, they're not necessarily always going to be valid. This lady calls corporate, who told her the same thing, and then called the cops. And was throwing such a fit, the cops actually had to go out there. They didn't. They weren't going to go there first. They were just like, ma'am, just, just leave. So she called the cops. They came out. They, you know, sold her, told her the same thing. You can't leave with these items. If you do, if you use these coupons, it will still be theft. These are not store valid coupons. They're trying to tell her to leave. And then she goes ahead and starts threatening the associate, telling her she's going to wait for her in the parking lot for when she gets off work. Cops are like, oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) They are like, we are going to arrest you. You threaten this associate. We're going to arrest you. So she finally does leave. And they actually had to force her to leave the entire area. People are crazy. People are so crazy. Unless those coupons are for like 90% off. Ugh, I don't know. Just don't throw a fit. You're the only one who's going to look bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
So kind of adjusting off of that, if I may, is speaking about responses and how to respond, right? We can either throw a fit or we can respond in a really great way. Like this father did on my next story, which was entitled Dad Gets More Than 40,000 Instagram Followers Than Daughter After Trolling His Daughter Selfies. Oh, that poor girl. And there's so many different, there's so many different stories. So I'm just going to wrap it all up in my own words. So this father recently found his daughter's Instagram that had many, many racy images. There's ones of her just using like a bandana as a shirt with like her finger up to her mouth and thirsty eyes and tattoos being shown or a low cut cleavage shirt or ones that have her with like a leaf filter across her head and spaghetti strap shirt on so very racy very thirsty very suggestive photos how old was this girl considering her tattoo she has to be at least 18 i can't find an article that says her age oh okay so what the father did he decided that he was going to then recreate all of her selfies and post side-by-side pictures. Thankfully, the daughter, Cassie, she responded very well. She laughed at it. She said, well, he nailed it on one of the pictures that was viewed over 94,000 times in less than a day. 94,000 views of a single post in less than a day. Oh, wow. Good for him. So, hey, I think that's a parenting win, to be honest, and made their relationship a little bit closer. I think so. I think he handled it pretty well. I say that she has to be at least 18, but all the articles say that she's a teenager. I cannot find her actual age. If you guys know this story, please let us know if you can find her age, because I could not. Poor girl, but good on dad. Good for him. Oh, yeah. So I guess dad's an Instagram model now. (laughs) Sorry, I just found another post about it, where she had one where his daughter's boyfriend was having his arms wrapped around her. He made a dummy with a balloon. And wrapped it around his own body. It is hilarious. I would have tried to have gotten the boyfriend, but I'm sure he had to use what he could. (laughs) So I saw another article, another short article, but uh, still. The article is titled, Tied Up Like a Dog. When working in a box store about 10 years ago, a customer reported to me that they found a kid tied to a clothing rack. Wait, what? Yeah. The mother had used her child leash to tie up her kid in an isolated corner while she shopped. We untied the kid, took him to my manager, and promptly called the cops. Uh, yeah. Like, (sighs) does it say how old the kid was? Does it say if he was able to explain what happened? Please share more information, because I'm a little bit flabbergasted right now. So there is no more information. Oh. I can only assume that the kid was, I mean, clearly young enough to be on a leash. If you're going to put your kid on a leash... And not old enough to figure out how to untie the leash. Oh. I don't know how I feel about parents putting their kids on leashes, but to each their own. Maybe that's just what is easiest for you. I understand kids have a lot of energy. Sometimes it's hard to super control them, but just don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm... I'm so torn when it comes to the child leash. She's like, this one, clearly a child. Clearly a parenting fail. Clearly the parent is just lazy. And I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. If you don't want to manage your child while going to the store, find a babysitter. Put that child with a neighbor, a friend, a family member, whatever. Do not leave them tied, tied up in a, in a store. 
Even if you were doing it as a form of timeout, you stand there with your child. You do timeout at home, people. You don't do timeout in a store if tying your kid up to a clothing rack is timeout. No, like we did my nephew. We went shopping last night and my almost four-year-old nephew kept wandering away. And we have a rule of, I can't see you. You've gone too far. And he wandered away. And so his timeout was that he had to hold on to the stroller for his little brother for the rest of this store. And then he could try again of not having to be right there holding on to the stroller walking with us the next time we went to the next store. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do that. And that made sense. That was our way that we did time out because he was staying with us. But I'm not going to leave him standing in the corner of the store while we go somewhere else. Like what? And I know that the child leashes are a controversial thing in general. I think there is a t- there is a time and place where my cousin has stated they take their kids to a local amusement park. They've taken their kids to Disneyland. It helps so much when you're in a very, very crowded area to have them on a leash to keep them close. And I can kind of see it as a form of backup. Like if you're at an amusement park that's really crowded, your kid is next to you. But, you know, you never know. Something could happen. He could slow down or speed up where they're walking by your side, but they just decide to run off. And they, you do have that to get back here, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like a little bit of just a security thing. I mean. Yeah. But to use it as a way to hold your child in place while you are off shopping? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. That is... No, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) If you don't have a babysitter and you don't want to take your kid shopping, maybe, I don't know, go another time. I'm sure it wasn't that pressing that she just had to go right then. This lady. This lady. Yeah, it makes me wonder if she got some charges or more of it. And that's what's hard, guys. I mean, if you guys want to keep doing more research on some of this, absolutely. We We do try and find follow-up research for stories like this to see if there were more criminal charges. It's really hard, especially with things like that. It's really hard to find some of these follow-up details that we would hope for. Just saying. So my next story is titled, Not Without My Mother. It says, a friend in high school whose mom was terrible. Every time there was a party, and mind you, most of my friends were Mormon, so they were supervised appropriate parties. She would come just to make sure her daughter wasn't getting into trouble. She wouldn't let her watch PG-13 movies, even at 17. She had a strict curfew and became a constant and judgmental fixture at every social event. What? Yeah. So, like, I get I get supervised parties, absolutely, especially growing up in Utah, which is, if those of you that don't know, the land of the Mormons, <laughs> or Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint members, because that's what we're supposed to call them now. But going with your daughter to the party? That's already supervised? Yeah, no. (laughs) Can't even watch PG-13 movies as a 17-year-old. That is a bit much. This has one neon flashing sign above it. Rebellion. I can just see how this child would rebel in so many ways. Oh, this kid's going to go crazy in college. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I bet she lived her Best life in college. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It goes on to say, One time, she called me a sleaze because she saw me kiss a boy at a school dance. (gasps) Mind you, she wasn't chaperoning. She was just there to watch her daughter. No. I would say a school dance is already heavily chaperoned. Probably no need for you to be there. They said, The best story, though, was one time my friends and I went to my house to watch a scary movie. I would say that was probably not PG-13. The sheltered friend comes, the helicopter mom shows up too. 
my dear mother distracted her in the kitchen so my friend could have a little peace and just be a teenager. My mom later said she had no idea what to talk to her about, so they talked about cats for two hours. Oh my hell. My mom is a saint. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about cats for two hours. But props to that mother. Like... Yeah. Holy crap. I... I'm sure it was probably not the easiest thing to keep her distracted for the entire time, but good on her. Oh yeah, absolutely good on her. That mom is... A saint. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's like, I don't even I don't even like cats, but okay, yeah. That is the ooh, that is the extreme of a helicopter parent. Oh yeah. I mean, you hope it doesn't get worse than that. I can't imagine how her mom acted when she went off to college. If they allowed her to go off to college. True. Or no, she may have gone on a mission if she was LDS. That's true, yeah. Even doing missionary work, I'm sure she tried to rebel. At some point. Eh, maybe. Oh, that poor child. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, let us know. If you've had experiences with crazy helicopter parents, parents such as this, let us know. I always thought my, and I love my aunt and uncle now, I always thought they were so weird growing up because they did not have a TV in their home. Hmm. Their kids were allowed to watch one movie a month, PG or higher. <laughs> they were allowed to have... Two candy bars a year. One on Christmas, one on their birthday. Oh my gosh. And that was it. They were, these kids at like six and seven could read faster than me, could play like 20 different instruments. My cousins are awesome. My mother, being the aunt, would always make sure to go to Costco and get the Costco-sized bags of candy and M&Ms and things like that to bring or to have available whenever they visited or whenever we visited them. As soon as they walk through the door, just start handing them candy and chocolate. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. And I will never forget, and I love my uncle to death, the day that we were watching Jurassic Park, and my poor 40-something-year-old uncle had nightmares after watching Jurassic Park. Oh, poor guy. Poor sheltered uncle. Because they hadn't watched movies like that. So was that their co-parenting decision, or was that more of the wife's stance? Oh, no, they're married. No, no, no. Oh, I know. But did they make that decision together? Or was that more of her, what she wanted? And he just went with it? No, it was just mutually decided. Mm, okay. That that's how they were going to raise their children. To each their own. To each their own. Mind you, my uncle, once again, I love him, is a bagpipe enthusiast. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> he will bring his bagpipe down from Canada and play them for us. He can teach you about all the different forms of bagpipes. It is an interesting instrument. So... I mean, everybody's going to have their own parenting styles. Everybody's going to have their own parenting beliefs. Some of the stories that we've had today are just in that realm of too much. Oh, yeah. And I'll say that when I was a kid, okay, not a kid, when I was at the age of dating, my mom would always make me stay in the house until the guys came to the door and introduced themselves. I was so embarrassed. That they had to meet my mom before I came to the door. Ugh, it was mortifying. But it was definitely way better than this mom. Oh, yeah. At least she didn't go with. Which, I mean, I'm sure that girl couldn't even date, so. I was just about to ask. I wonder if she could even date without the mother being right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet she, well, I guarantee she was right there. She may not have been at the same table, but she was definitely at the one behind them or across from them. Oh, yeah. And guys... I just want to put that disclaimer out there. We are in no way trying to trash parents. 
we are in no way trying to say that we know that parenting is easy. Like I said, I am just starting my parenting journey. But at the same time, though, let's not do some of the things that we've talked about in here. Let's enjoy some of these parenting fails. And I know you guys know this. You look it up online, you Google search it, you see them scroll across your social media. Some really great funny ones where I think one of my favorites was the boy who got in his car after his mother picked him up and held up her underwear. And apparently the static electricity from the laundry stuck a pair of her underwear to the back of her son's hoodie and he didn't realize it until he was halfway through his school day. Oh no. Oh no. That poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) And he laughed about it. They laughed about it in the pictures and from the articles. I mean, you have to. You got to at that point. There's nothing else you can do. Oh no, not at all. And I saw a video on TikTok where a mom had gone out to, I guess, get something from a delivery driver or give something to the delivery driver or help them bring it in and came back in and realized that their kid had stuck a pad on their pants. And mind you, she had already run all of her errands that day in that outfit with that pad. (gasps) So like a menstruation pad? like? Oh, yeah. And it was on the outside of this mother's pants? Yes, it was. I guess the kid was playing with it and then just stuck it right there. And she didn't notice. And no one told her. No one stopped her to say, um, hey, ma'am, got a little something back there. Oh, I mean, that's got to be mortifying. Hopefully it's a big enough town where you can just choose a different store, choose a different gas station, get a P.O. box so you never have to see that delivery driver again. (laughs) And don't worry, guys, we will be following this up with an episode very soon of Kids Are Assholes. Yes, they are. And news stories encompassing that because we know that there are dozens of those on the opposite side of kids doing things, saying things to parents that just make you want to run and hide in a hole and never show your face again. Oh, kids. Kids and parents. Okay, guys, on that note, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the other episodes. If you haven't, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Please go listen to the other ones. Share our name to friends and family. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all social medias. And remember, reach out on any forum, including our email, to share your parenting fails, share your kids or asshole stories, or any other topic that you'd like to discuss. Yep, we are open to all topics. And also, please rate, review, and subscribe. Oh yeah, that helps us a lot. We do put time into this. It's not an easy touch-and-go thing and Any type of feedback is so appreciated, guys. Absolutely. So until next time, guys, have a wonderful day, evening, weekend, whatever time you are listening to this. Yep. Have a good one. We will catch you next episode. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions, recommendations, or crazy stories of your own you'd like to share, you can email us at thiscan'tberealpod at gmail.com. T-H-I-S-C-A-N-T-B-E-R-E-A-L-P-O-D at gmail.com.